Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? Here we are. It's episode 25, and we are going to get into it with a fun topic. I think this is a topic that just doesn't get talked about enough. It is something that has evolved over the years. And as we continue to play football and fantasy football, we are going to see the importance of this position just continue to grow, continue to change, and uh, really become the reason you win or lose trophies in your leagues that you are participating in. So without further ado, I want to talk about the Konami Code quarterbacks. And what does that mean to you? You probably heard that term before. And that is referring to a quarterback that can rush for roughly 20% or more of their total fantasy points that they are going to produce. And that's tough to find at times. And when you're looking at guys that are coming out of high school, when you're looking at underclassmen in college, how do you determine who runs too much, who makes the right decisions on when to run, who uses their legs to extend plays, and uh, who can you know, eventually be able to transition what they're doing with their legs to the NFL level? And that's what we're going to talk about here today. So I am excited. We are going to talk about some guys that probably uh, won't be on your radar for the most part, but that's the fun of this. That's why you're coming here. That's why you're listening to Elite Seekers. You are joining us to figure out who should be on your radar and who should be a target for your trophy winning teams of the future. That's what it's all about. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. There's some guys here that have elite talent levels, elite ceilings, but they might be a little more raw in, in different areas. And that's what we're going to try to decipher based on landing spot, who their coaches are, um, you know, what, what do they have in the tool belt as is, and is it something that can develop or are they just kind of capping out in college and they're going to be a better, uh, you know, campus to Canton type of player for you. Uh, and my hope is to help you find the ones that are going to last well into their pro careers. And, uh, that's what it's all about here. So thank you for rocking with us. Let's get right into it with our first prospect. Let's kick this one off with a big time quarterback recruit out of Katy, Texas. He is 2024 draft eligible, and that is none other than six foot three, 206 pound Jalen Milrow. This guy can blow the doors off of any defense with his legs, and that's why we are going to start with him because that Konami code is absolutely, you know, inevitable with Jalen. And we're going to talk about what he needs to work on to um, really progress and get to the point where we think he can be a, a top five type quarterback at the NFL, or at least top 10, because we know that the wheels are needed to really get there. And, you know, it's, it's a different game than it used to be. We're not going to see all pocket passers like we did 15, 20 years ago. It's just, there's so much evolution here. So Jalen Milrow is a great spot to start. He is already enrolled at Alabama. 
He was an early enrollee. He got on campus on January 11th of this year. So you love to see that, especially from the quarterback position. And one thing that, you know, automatically stood out to me about Jalen Milrow was a picture that was recently circulating with him and a fellow freshman running back recruit. And Jalen Milrow looks like an NFL player already, just ginormous arms, ginormous neck size. And he's got his arm around the running back with him. And it just looks like, you know, an NFL player out there signing autographs and taking a picture with a kid. Like Jalen Milrow is physically elite already. And you see it on the field. I mean, we already know that this is going to be Bryce Young's job now that Mac Jones has moved on. But man, Milrow standing next to Bryce Young, it's just a, a crazy difference in size. And he definitely has the wheels to match Bryce Young. Now, there's definitely going to be some things that, you know, I love about Jalen Milrow. And then some things that I think, you know, I got to see develop in his time at Alabama before we, you know, we can put him into that tier where we believe he is inevitably going to be a top 10 NFL quarterback. So right now, what do I love about him? I love his ability to use his wheels to escape the pocket without taking off too early. A lot of times you're looking at these running quarterbacks, these dual threat quarterbacks and highlight tapes is just run, run, run. And that's all it is. No, when, when Milrow runs, man, it's, it's special to watch. He sort of glides, skates back and forth, able to make guys miss. And then when he turns on the burners, you're not going to catch him if he gets out in front. He just has a great stride about him. Looks like a big time track star out there. But what I love is he doesn't take off early. He uses those legs to really escape the pocket, keep his eyes down the field. And then he just makes some incredibly athletic throws because of his arm strength, because of the time he spent in the weight room being over that 200 pound mark already. So it, it's definitely fun. It allows him to um, you know, keep plays alive. And I think that will pay off with the playmakers that will be around him at Alabama. You guys know if you've been listening to the show, all of the freshman receivers that are going to be on campus there at Alabama as well. It's just a loaded class all around. So Jalen Milrow has a great opportunity down the road. Yes, he's behind Bryce Young and probably will be for the foreseeable future. But if the smaller statured Bryce Young was to get hurt, I think Milrow has a chance to become a backup early on, possibly even as a true freshman, which would be incredible since he got on campus in January. And that's something we want to see. I think that is the goal for this season. Maybe he gets on for some plays that were created for him to really show off his, his skill set and his size and speed. But for now, you know, we're just going to say, hey, he's got the legs. I think mobility wise, he's going to be able to make something happen. They may have to simplify the offense a little bit up front for him, but that's okay. I'm, I'm not too worried about that because what Milrose able to do in these short to intermediate throws is special. I mean, off platform doesn't matter. Escaping the pocket on the run. He just throws laser beams to the short and intermediate guys. Now, with that said, as great as he is at the short, the intermediate, the escaping, using his legs, stepping up in the pocket, just good feel there. On the flip side, I do have some concerns about his deep ball. If you watch his tape, you will notice that he consistently underthrows receivers that are going deep. They have to constantly slow down and backtrack a little bit. And at the SEC level of defense, you're not going to be able to get away with that. I don't care who your receivers are. What's going to happen is those DBs are going to undercut this and there's going to be a lot of interceptions and Nick Saban will not put up with that. But I think a lot of it is really just mechanics. He uses his arm on the deep ball 
And that becomes an issue because you got to get your hips into it. You got to use that leg. You got to have a great platform to throw off of. And if you don't, you know, you're going to have problems getting it down the field. But this guy is built for the weight room. You can already see in the pictures circulating on Twitter. He has an insane work ethic in the weight room. And you're already hearing that from Nick Saban as far as his ability to adjust in spring practices and so on. So I see no issues with being able to figure it out with Jalen Milrow. Alabama knows what they're doing. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, defense, like any position. You're going to see multiple NFL players. So if he can't develop at Alabama, hey, you're going to be out of luck anyway. But I think Jalen Milrow, they know what they're getting. This guy is an absolute stud. I mean, in 2020 alone, he led his team to a 9-0 record, throwing it for over 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, only three picks, and putting up another 300 yards on the ground. Again, showing he's willing to run but not going to go overboard and just take off every single play coming off a junior year where he put up 2,700 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, eight picks and another 400 rushing yards. So the kid just has wheels. He has great arm strength. He's got to work on those mechanics a little bit, especially on the deep ball. But I think, you know, that's something that we're going to see. And if he can work his way into that backup role behind Bryce Young early on in his career, it is going to speak dividends for his future NFL potential and a guy that will just continue to rise up the boards. Right now, you're barely seeing him drafted in Debbie drafts, even deep Debbie drafts, because there's this, a lot of other quarterbacks are getting more buzz and things like that. But I think that is a big mistake. I think Milrow has the ability to do it all. And yes, he's going to be in a, a really crowded you know, quarterback room every single year. They're always going to bring in top recruits at Alabama, but he's up for the challenge. Ultra competitive kid. I highly approve stashing someone like Jalen Milrow on your Debbie rosters now and definitely uh, wait for the payoff in the future. He is going to be a good one. All right, next up for our Konami Code quarterbacks, we're going to talk about Malik Hornsby. This kid is a star in the making. If you watch his highlight films from high school, He is as fast as you will ever see at the quarterback position. Just crazy straight line speed and unbelievable athletic ability. He is NFL draft eligible for 2023. He was listed at 6'2", 175 coming out of high school. But in his one year at Arkansas so far, he has put on another 15 pounds. So he's at that 190 pound mark. You love to see it. He's putting in the work in the weight room. And I also also love seeing what he's doing with the footwork king. He's constantly out there putting in time in the offseason, not only working on speed, but understanding just the nuances of footwork. And when you do that, when you're already a a superior athlete, but you take the time to just really tweak things and and ensure you're at that elite ability, that speaks volumes for, for your potential, your mindset, your ability to grow as a player. And Malik already just is incredible when it comes to off platform throws. But his quick footwork that he, he's been putting together with, with Rashad there, the footwork king, is going to be special. It's going to allow him to do just some different things that you see, you know, similar to someone like a Patrick Mahomes where he just makes these throws that you don't see that often. Just with a quick footwork move and, and boom, the ball is out. It's just a quick release. And, and I love it. Malik is currently in a great quarterback battle with KJ Jefferson there at Arkansas. Both are dual threat quarterbacks. I think KJ is in the lead right now. but. There has been no starter announced at this point. And I think Malik Hornsby could come out and really surprise people. And if he doesn't win for week one, 
If uh, Arkansas struggles at all with KJ, who looked good in one start last year, I think Malik has the ability to take that job over or come in if there's an injury and really take that Arkansas offense to a whole nother level. We know Traylon Burks. We know what we have there. So you throw a, a dual threat speedster like Malik Hornsby who can make the right passes and, and just you know do all these special kind of things that most quarterbacks can't do. I think it really just elevates an Arkansas team that is starving for wins, starving for some success on the football field, just like they've seen, you know, in basketball and baseball and those those sort of things. But Arkansas is is well overdue for a successful football team. So this is a guy that I think can really help them. He was recruited uh, by Bryles since his freshman season. So I think he also has that going for him. And this is a guy that did it big time in Texas at the 5A level. He ended up leading his team to two straight state title games there in Texas and just an incredible, incredible senior season. He threw for over 2,200 yards as a senior in 2019 with 29 touchdowns through the air. And then he also rushed for another 17 touchdowns while carrying the ball 130 times, racking up an incredible 1,587 yards on the ground. This dude is just special, and uh, I think you're going to see why every school pretty much in the country wanted Malik Hornsby. You're going to see why Alabama went after him big time. Coach Sark knew while he was still there at Alabama, knew what Hornsby was all about. And I think without getting too caught up in where these kids end up for school, I think it's really important to also know who was recruiting them and why. And that's just what Malik Hornsby is. He is just a superior talent with with immense, immense potential and someone that could be, you know, a, a Robert Griffin or what we hoped Robert Griffin would be. I've seen Malik's name mentioned with guys like Vince Young. He just has that elite talent and, and that special, special ability that you don't see too often at the quarterback position. So please put Malik Hornsby on your radar if he was not already, because I'm telling you, even if it got quiet for this last year, as it typically does after a guy's done being recruited, he signs with the team, and then he ends up sitting for a year and you don't hear much. Everybody forgets about him. I'm telling you, do not forget about Malik Hornsby because once he becomes a starter, everybody will know what he is all about because he will put the nation on notice and has, you know, total Heisman candidate potential in him. So let's see what happens there with the Arkansas Razorbacks. But I'm telling you, Malik Hornsby is that dude. Whether he wins the job this year, which is quite possible. I know KJ's there and KJ Jefferson has looked good. I'm telling you, though, if Malik wins a job or takes over at some point this season, he will be a hard one to get on your team because his value and just overall ability will skyrocket and everybody will watch because he's special. You know I couldn't get out of here talking about Konami Code quarterbacks and guys that I think have great potential at the NFL level without mentioning one of my favorite guys, six foot five hundred ninety-two pound Evan Prater. Man, he's he's different. He's not small and compact like some of these other quarterbacks we're talking about, but he has that speed. It's long strider speed, so it's very comparable to a Colin Kaepernick. Twenty-four-seven Sports actually brings him up as a comparison to Colin Kaepernick, and I I couldn't agree more. From that standpoint, when you watch him run on the field, the fluid hips and just the long strides, it absolutely reminds you of a guy like that. Just long, wiry body. Uh, great strength since he's been in the Cincinnati program there for a year. You see consistent pictures of him working out. 
with Desmond Ritter. You love to see that because Ritter is a guy we're talking about for the NFL level um, with potential to be a, um, you know, a day one or day two pick at the quarterback level, depending on how this season goes. Evan is happy to learn from Ritter. Being the heir apparent, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to come into Cincinnati and knock Evan off of the heir apparent throne. He is the highest recruit to ever come into Cincinnati. So that's a great thing. He wanted to come out and show out for the hometown team. He probably could have gone a lot of other places, football or basketball wise, but he is from Cincinnati, Ohio. He played for Wyoming high school there. He had division one offers in basketball as well. If you check out his highlights, there's a lot of him flying over the rim, just throwing down incredible dunks. Um, just a really good player all around on the basketball court. But let's continue to talk about his football game because that's that's what's important here, right? So he is a guy that holds that athletic ability to really be the Konami code. And he just makes great decisions. You can see, I think, some of that basketball experience coming through as well where he just has a great ability to anticipate and he throws guys open. And I love to see he has a great touch on the ball and he's able to zip the ball back and forth too on the short and intermediate throws. He's got some arm strength even though in his high school film, he's a lot skinnier. You can definitely tell in some of the more recent pictures of him working out with Desmond. You know, he's putting on some weight, he's putting on some muscle, and and turning himself into a guy that's ready to take on a full college football season as a starter at the quarterback position. He's just a dynamic runner, lots and lots of upside. I know he's not in the SEC, so I think that's always going to be a knock when guys come from the smaller schools. But hey. We saw a guy like Trey Lance just, you know, move all the way up the draft board and pull it this year. And I think Evan Prater has that ability. So not a lot of people are talking about him. Again, anytime you don't start as a freshman, I think as soon as the recruiting cycle is over, people forget about these guys if they don't jump on the field early. And now you're going to see him sit for another year because Ritter came back. So this is a guy that's probably, you know, not even being rostered. Or if he is, someone's probably down on him at this point. So I highly suggest going out, finding a way to get Evan Prater on your roster. He's got a lot of ability, just a live arm, and uh, he's fun to watch when he's throwing the ball down the field or you know, just using those smooth, long strides to, to find his way uh, into the end zone with his legs. So great upside here. I love it. I'm excited. Good size. You don't always find six foot five Konami code quarterbacks, but that's exactly what Evan Prater is. And we hope that he can pull that off at college level so we can see that at the NFL level next. Hopefully those three quarterbacks we just talked about really help to set you apart in looking for the Konami code. There's a lot more out there and we will continue to talk about those as I'm a big fan of this. And I think it's only going to help you moving forward. But with that said, it is time to move to the quote of the show. And I got one for you. Know your strengths and take advantage of them. It's so short and sweet. And that's okay. I think so many times in life we try to focus on what it is that our weaknesses are and how we can make them better. But think about it like this. Every skill you have is out of 100. Your strengths, say they start off at an 80. And the most you can move something up with hard work is by 10. So if you focus on your strengths, you can go from an 80 to a 90. If you focus on something that's a weakness, let's say your weakness starts at a 50, and you add on that 10, it's a 60. Well, I think you want to go after the 90s. That's what sets you apart. It's okay to be great at things and not so much at others. You don't have to be good at everything, especially when we're talking about life with team sports, work environments, families. Surround yourself with a circle that allows you to show off your strengths and use your strengths 
but also allows those around you to, to help supplement those and just take you to another level. It's not about doing things all on your own all the time. So I appreciate you guys. As always, Elite Seekers is here for you. I love all the messages I've been getting, questions, you know, on Devi, on life, whatever it might be. So thank you for those. I think some great things are coming. And if you're still rocking with me on episode 25, that means a lot. It's, uh, it's hard to believe we've already made it this far, but I'm just uh, loving the journey. And I appreciate what I get to do with Destination Debbie and with my Elite Seekers family here. So hit me up anytime at the Ben Eby on Twitter. And I got you. I promise I will respond. But that's all we got for you this week. Elite Seekers out.